0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 508, recorded live on Saturday, April 15th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's most likely been ordering his tech equipment online, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who actually stepped foot into a radio shack this week, Andy Lowe. Hi.
1: I've been to a radio shack relatively recently.
0: Relative, okay. Relatively recently is when
1: a year ago.
0: <laughs> One. Oh, damn it! God, I still haven't. For those keeping track, yes, I still have not gotten rid of this cough. <laughs> it has been hounding me for weeks. For a month.
1: You're up to a month now, bud.
0: God, it's it's horrible, and I don't know what to do with get rid of it. But yes, I really recently is a year. Oh, relative to like my life, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's
1: only (laughs) one (laughs) thirty-first. That's such a small amount. No, I went there because I I made a uh, a prototype of something, and so I needed like. uh, yeah. What did I need? I needed a battery case and some switches and some basic
0: wires. I went there looking for one specific item. Yeah. Uh, soldering braid, because yeah. uh, one of the switches on our console, uh, people are not very kind to, to audio boards at radio studios. So they kind really? of they they button mash. Well, one of the buttons got mashed too much and broke. Um, so I had a replacement button and, you know, I had my soldering iron, but I didn't have any, uh, soldering braid to actually desolder the button and put the new one in. Right. And this thing- I don't thing, think button mash is, is what you're looking for there, by the way. What what are you thinking of? Well, cause button mashing is
1: hitting a lot of buttons really quick.
0: Okay. Button, button slam? Sure. No, that doesn't sound right. Button abuse? Sure. Yes. There's plenty of button abuse in a radio studio. That's- but yeah, no. This button had uh, it was six pins, and it was flush to the board. Because normally, like you know, if you got if you got a couple of you know maybe like one or two pins, you could kind of like you know desolder one of them and kind of like pry it off one at a time. Yeah. But with six pins How and it, it flush to the board, I couldn't even get anything. You know.
1: How does it have six pin? Like a it's button a, is is let the signal go through. What is it? Is it letting the signal go to five other things or what? Um, or does it have multi stages? Like it goes no, down it's, halfway. It's just, goes down it's just all the an
0: on off button, but it's yeah. lit. So you, okay. You see, so you got one path and you've probably got, you know, light path. So that's four pins right there. Uh, plus I think it's stereo. So that's also another two pins as well. So I think that's your six pins. Is this, it's a, the, it's a stereo light. path. So it lets both channels through and it's got the light on it as well. Okay. I think. I don't know. I haven't looked at the schematic. All I know is it was six pins. I couldn't, you know, just like heat up the solder and pry. That wasn't going to work. So I went to Radio Shack to to get some solder braid. uh, Yeah, get some solder braid to desolder this thing and get it fixed up. First Radio Shack I went to, out of business, closed. They had not updated, you know, the thing. Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah. Second Radio Shack I went to was going out of business and was completely sold out of anything, you know, Electronic component-wise. Because people just raided it to grab all of it at cheap. Yes. Yep. So. Third David, Radio Shack. No, there was there was only two in town. That one fell
1: down, burned down, <laughs> fell over, then sank into the swamp. Yeah.
0: The third one, that was just going out of business. So, yeah, no. In Kalamazoo, there were t- three Radio Shacks. One of them's closed. No, two of them are closed. The third one's going out of business. Holland had two of them. One's closed, the other one's going out of business. The one up in Lansing is going out of business as well. So it's just like, if you have to buy electronic components and you need it right now, where would you go? Radio Shack. I'm sorry, that is not an option.
1: I do not understand Radio Shack. So Um, I... I don't know,
0: man. I hit Home Depot. I hit Lowe's. I hit Harbor Freight. I hit Ace Hardware. Ace
1: I, Hardware would be, would be my guess of all of that. I don't think Home Depot, Lowe's, or Harbor Freight.
0: Home Depot, Lowe's, and Harbor Freight sell soldering irons, and they sell solder. But, but they, not solder braid. Not solder braid, which I feel like is the most ridiculous. It's like you literally have two out of the three things that are the basic soldering kit. Yeah. But you don't sell the third. But yeah, no, it was all of them. Is was like, okay, soldering iron, solder, and nothing. So it's like, yeah, no, I, I literally, you know, wanted to do this today, but I can't because I do not have, you know, the one. So where did
1: you end up getting it?
0: Uh, I didn't that day. I literally just plugged it back in there and said, all right, nope, don't have it. Sorry. Can't fix. Can't fix.
1: And then ordered solder braid from Amazon. Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's just be clear. You ordered it from somewhere. Mm
0: hmm. Ordered it online, two-day shipping. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, that's great. I could order anything from Amazon. The problem is I cannot have, you know, same-day arrival. Right. I could have, you know, next-day arrival and two-day arrival without any problems. But if I needed, you know, something that day, I was toast.
1: Um, I wonder if there's, like, another hobbyist electronics store. Radio Shack, closed. Hobbytown, yep. USA. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect Hobbytown to have that. And Target. Those are the three <laughs> things that come up when I search hobbyist <laughs> electronics, Kalamazoo. Target. Yep. Meanwhile, in Madison, I have the Madison Hobby Shop. And that looks like it's about it. And I know what's in the Madison Hobby. No, I don't know what's in the Madison Hobby Shop. What's this place? the hell is all this it's like oh god what was that riders do you remember riders hobby shop banana i remember riders this looks like a riders equivalent like model trains some basic woodworking stuff i gotta check this place out model airplanes model trains model cars painting kits oh there's some basic electronic stuff
0: yeah, no. Right. I'm, I'm even looking at other web pages that you know, in forums, it's like, hey, our Radio Shack is closed now. I need some desoldering wick. Where do I go? <laughs> you can order desoldering Nowhere. wick online at websites. Yep. It's like but like I need it right now. Yeah, I need it right now.
1: But that uh, nope. the answer's gonna be too bad. Yep. You you don't get it right
0: now. The the one thing that um One of the old engineers suggested to me, which um, we didn't even have this on hand, was if you had some legitimate um, coax that had the copper braid on the outside, you would just, you know, cut the coax. Rip out. Yeah, rip out the braid shielding on the outside and use that one. But most of the coax now is cheaply made and uses an aluminum braid on the outside, which doesn't help. Why doesn't that help? because the aluminum doesn't work as a soldering wick. Oh, but copper does. Copper does, yes. Interesting. Yeah, aluminum's great for many things. Soldering ain't one of them. (laughs) But yes, no, uh, just so you do know, the Radio Shack still had three dozen pairs of Beats headphones. Oh, of course it did. Yes, and a couple of, you know, completely overpriced cheap drones
1: and a bunch of cell phones.
0: Yeah. Uh no, I think most of those cell phones got moved they cuz they they have a Sprint store in town. So those cell phones got moved to the Sprint store. But yeah, I was I was just looking at it going like this is this is sad, but you know, part of me is like that mentality of all right, I don't want to hoard stuff because then it's a lot of junk that most likely will never be used. But then it's this random time of like, oh my god, I need this. And I need it today. It's just like, well, crap. Yeah. I I don't want to have to store these things, but... But you're going to
1: have to buy some and store them in bulk.
0: I don't want to do... I'm trying to clear out all the junk that's in this place. Yeah. I don't want to have to add to it. Granted, most of the broadcasting equipment now does not have component level, you know, repairs, It's wholesale repair? Yeah, most of the time, you know, if something fails, I normally just call up the company like, all right, we'll ship you a replacement unit. You just ship this one back.
1: Like, but the unit is the size of my car.
0: Well, no, most of the stuff now is actually pretty small. Like a 500-watt transmitter is about the size of our desktop printer here. Okay. It's still sizable. It's still sizable, but, you know, it's not like the size of like a commercial refrigerator. Right. That some of the older ones are. Ooh.
1: So. so they miniaturized, modularized, and then said, "You have to just send us the whole thing, and we'll repair it."
0: Yeah, most of the time now, like, it'll, they'll they'll be like, "Yep, it's that whole card," and you just you just pop the card off the board. You send in the card; they send you a replacement card because it's all like you know miniaturized surface mounted components. Which trying to deal with that in the field. Good luck. Yeah,
1: and this way they get to maintain control and charge. Yep. Everybody wins.
0: <laughs> uh, Kinda. Uh, 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 so we can the actually record a hearing world? the case this year of uh, right to repair. Oh, um, I, I'm not sure what's up with the John Deere stuff. I heard that you know people are still trying to you know download illegal software to their John Deere tractors. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure right to repair is getting heard this year.
0: I, I don't know. Well, I'm looking up John Deere news and a lot of it is not pertinent to um, our podcast.
1: Try looking up John Deere Supreme
0: Court. Ah, yes, that's a better one. Nope, I got nothing. I found a case from 1966. <laughs> that's, that's probably not relevant. But I uh, I was actually going to try and segue into a topic. Oh, because we're talking Why about, you know, you? brick and Why mortar you stores do that I don't know, because that's what we try and do in this podcast.
1: No, no. Let's be clear. That's what you try and do on this podcast. I try and make you laugh and start coughing. That's only been for the last month. Yeah, but that's what I do. Right. That's, that's my current goal on the podcast. So what keeps me coming back week after week is that idea, like, maybe Andy hasn't shaken his cough yet, and I can get him to just, like, burst out laughing.
0: So your goal in life is just to annoy me? No,
1: no, not at all. My goal for the podcast is to annoy you.
0: Gotcha. We have a really bizarre friendship. You are not the first, nor probably the last person to say that.
1: Correct. I'm glad that I have you as a friend, Andy.
0: Right. So topics brick and mortar Fine. stores
1: brick and mortar stores yes like staples
0: yes like staples which i don't even know if there is a staples in town there's got to be one nearby somewhere right maybe staples would have desoldering iron staples the nearest de-soldering staples de-soldering is wake. in battle creek that's a half hour away still, still faster than waiting for amazon that's true let's let's do some googling on the staples <laughs> All products? No, I don't want all products because it's all web-based. Let's see. Store locator. Alright, yep. Nope, that's the Battle Creek store. Alright. Available for pickup? Zero items. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Yeah, I could order, you know, six ways from Sunday, but actually, you know, picking it up? No. Okay.
1: Well, this is, this is interesting, though. I'm looking at the Staples website, and I see up to 40% off Select Cleaning and Breakroom Essentials, and they've, like toilet paper, and coffee.
0: Yeah, no. Steeples, most of their stuff is, uh, I think, according to this article, actually, uh, 60% of their sales right now are online sales to small businesses. Oh, okay. So, you know, people just go to Staples and, you know, order everything for their business. You know, all their papers, all their pens, all their cleaning supplies, their coffee. Oh,
1: Oh, so that like the stuff that you don't think that you're you don't think about is like I'm going to need this when you're yep. running a
0: business. Yes.
1: But you actually do need that. Yes. Like toilet paper.
0: Yeah, and you know, hey, if you're gonna give people coffee, you could either get the Folgers classic can, or you could get the Dunkin' Donuts K pods. Things like that, yeah.
1: Interesting. I wouldn't have thought of Staples as moving into that. Like here's toilet bowl cleaner, here's uh the the paper towels. Huh. How long ago did
0: they do that? They've been doing that actually for a while. What they're doing now, though, is they're creating co-working spaces. Co-working spaces. Yes. Spaces for your
1: co-workers.
0: Um, co-working spaces. This is according to the article. Well, millennials on laptops set up their instant offices. <clears throat> Basically a business maker space. So an incubator. Pretty much. I'm guessing, yeah. It's, you know, where they can just, a staples you know. We here We should probably stop in. Yeah, the new so, uh, one for okay. us is up in Grand Rapids. So
1: they're making incubators, which is, it's just like a, a non-permanent office. Yeah. And what are they doing to facilitate that? Like, well, can you rent space or something or what?
0: Yes. Uh, the membership costs, um, uh, monthly work bar memberships cost $130.
1: And what do
0: you get? Two, you get a space. You get, you know. Uh, but, but I could, like, have a space back home. But yes, but most times time it's not going to look that professional if you're working out of your garage. Looks,
1: well, I mean, that's where HP got its start. That's where Apple, Apple got its yeah. start. Xerox. So how big a space? Like, this is 130 per month. Does that get me and, like, a couple other people? Is that just me? I don't know. I what is the looked... advantage?
0: The advantage is that you don't have to deal with, you know, all of the infrastructure and, you know, maintenance I, and building costs. And the that advantage sort of is I
1: don't have to buy toilet paper yeah. or rent a place because I'm renting place at a Staples. Like, I still fail to see the actual advantage here.
0: Uh, a 20-year-old tech consultant praised the cool coffee machine and overall aesthetic, including... A artificial putting green, funky art, skylights, and on some nights, happy hours with beer and wine. I feel like the standards of a working space have dropped considerably.
1: <laughs> what do you need in a working space? I think the standards have skyrocketed. <laughs> what do you need in a working space? I need a putting green. I, I need a place where I can just like stand there and, and putt. Where I Dude, feel. You need to go work in a putt-putt. Like, what, Andy, what do you need in a working space?
0: I need a pretty fast internet access and a table.
1: Yeah? You, you don't need, like, skylights and funky art and happy I, hour? Well, and-
0: I, I don't have any art in my office. It's in the center office in the basement, so I don't have any skylights either. Um, yeah, skylight would be a little awkward. Yeah, that would be a little awkward. <laughs> you look up and just see people.
1: Yeah. would
0: <laughs> be like, you'd put, like, a glass panel over the floor and people would be like... I'd be like in one of those like medieval prisons or something where they just kind of just drop the guy in the hole and just forget about him. Yep,
1: I mean, that's that's pretty accurate representation of working as tech support, isn't it?
0: Sometimes. Yes. Yes. There was the time where the office closed down to due to inclement weather and they forgot <laughs> no, about me I'm in totally the basement. Too. Hey, guys,
1: where where is everyone? Guys, why is the door locked?
0: No, I, I came upstairs. and I'm like, why are the lights off? And I go to the front desk, and I'm like, hey, Amy, where are the, why are the, and then there's nobody at the front desk, and I look at the the front door, and I can see through the glass window, the sign taped to it, and I read it backwards, and it says, office has been closed due to inclement weather, and I'm just like, well, at least the place didn't burn down. <laughs> I still love coming in the next day, I'm like, oh, so the office closed down? She's like, yeah, it closed down around noon, and I'm like, I know, I was here. You were? <laughs>
1: You're just so good at your job, Andy. You're so good that tech support is just
0: invisible, and
1: so they forgot that you're there.
0: Oh, sometimes I wish it was invisible. But sometimes, no. No, I'm not. Oh, sometimes people just have to get a hold of me for everything. Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay, so this is a step up of your own garage, but a step below actually renting an actual office space.
1: Right, but, like, there's so many other incubators that, why would you go to Staples, like, Do you get your own address there? Can people send you mail? Do you get a phone?
0: I do believe so. All right, let's look up Work Bar. That's the company that they're doing this with.
1: Oh, so it's not even Staples doing it. Staples is renting space to this other company.
0: (laughs) Open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices, and a mix-and-match membership to uh, work for (laughs) your team. Conference room, phone rooms, fast and secure Wi-Fi, office supplies, and a steady flow of fair trade coffee, tea, and snacks. God, I, uh, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. The staples. The full time staples price for one hundred and thirty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. You get use of open workspaces, unlimited access during all store hours, including but only weekends. Only during store hours. Only during store hours. Yeah, including weekends. So no working late. Nope. Two days a month usage of other co-working locations, two hours a month of meeting rooms, meeting room package options, storage and mail options, unlimited phone rooms, access to member-only events, work bar, digital community and member perks, and free parking.
1: Wait, but don't most staples have free parking anyway?
0: Yes, like, that's what it's like. Okay, yeah, no, the free parking is you park in the staples parking you park lot.
1: It, you park in a staples parking lot.
0: Which I was actually reading, no joke, this is how nerdy I am. I was actually reading a 1,500-word article on parking spaces yesterday. No joke, I was reading a, an article about parking. yeah. I mean, parking's an interesting problem. Yep, well, yeah. No, the, the new Apple building that's getting built in Carpentino? Yeah. The parking Pupertino. lot is... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that that place. That, that place. Where that Apple, Apple is. Apple place, yeah. The parking lot has actually got more square footage than the actual building, which makes sense because that, there's not really any sort of public transportation in that area. Besides the Google buses. Yeah, which... The bars. The uh normal well is the bart
1: also include the buses hold on I'm i mean, looking there's, up, there's actually i'm looking up trap.
0: public transportation in that area getting around in, in the san francisco area curpentino is not in san francisco
1: curpentino isn't a city cupertino is in santa clara county directly west of san jose
0: Yes, but I think the Apple building is not anywhere near any... It's got to be on the Google Maps, right? If I just Google Apple Office, see what I get. No, I don't want the Apple Law Office. That does not help. Go look up Apple Campus. Apple Campus. There we go. Okay, Apple Apple Park is the name of the new place. Oh, that's like in the middle of a freaking town, it looks like. Where do you think it was? I thought it was out in the middle of nowhere. Andy, it's in the middle of Silicon Valley. It's in San Jose
1: and Santa Clara, directly south of Oakland and San Francisco.
0: Oh, they do have a bus fleet for Apple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention the local Bay Area transit, the BART. Not to mention all of like Uber and every other public transit system that's going to be out there.
0: Well, fine. I just have a different idea of what the heck Silicon Valley looks like, I guess. I'm picturing more of like a, you know, Redmond up in Washington look, but I have a feeling I am completely wrong right now.
1: Yeah. This is, this is in the middle of an urban environment. Yeah, I see that now. So I'm sorry, what were you saying about parking and, and not having like public transit and... They're still
0: making parking spaces for 13,200 people. Okay. Are they putting that parking ramp above ground or below ground? Yeah, I, it's a bit. There's some below. There's some. Most of it's above, though.
1: So it's going to be a parking lot or parking structure. Because this, I'm, I'm looking at the map. I'm pretty it's sure it's going to be a parking structure. Yeah, and so that's not surprising. No, that that the total square footage of the parking structure is bigger than the building. That's not surprising. The total land area, the building is significantly bigger. Yes, maybe. Depends if both of these are parking structures. I'm looking at the building under construction. It's actually really impressive.
0: Yeah, I know. It's bigger and than since the it's, fr-
1: You know, in Santa Clara County in San Jose next to San Francisco, the quality of the picture is really high. God damn. Whoever at Google figured out how to take the satellite images and reconstruct 3D buildings out of them deserves like some sort of Nobel award. That's all I, that's all I have to say about that, like that's really impressive.
0: So speaking of Silicon Valley and California and such, yeah, we can talk about some Tesla and some Hyperloop One news. Ooh, Hyperloop One, huh? Yep, Hyperloop One has announced their eleven high speed transit system locations that they're looking at. Now
1: these are not where it will definitely go. These are no. just the we think we're thinking about doing it here.
0: Yes, they, someone
1: submitted this as a possibility, and you know why it would work here and what it would do, and why people would want it and use it.
0: Yes, these out of out of the two thousand six hundred submissions, these are the eleven finalists.
1: Providence to Boston by Pretty, way of South. That's interesting. Yeah, why does it curve down to get up to Fall River and Somerset?
0: Uh, my guess is because it'd be a lot easier to build it under the bay than it would be to build it through massachusetts i mean it has to
1: go through massachusetts either way
0: yes i know but i'm feeling like they probably actually have space for it in the bay rather than you know over land
1: maybe but total time for travel not necessarily including loading and unloading from providence to boston would take 10 minutes damn Mm -hmm. andy it takes me more than 10 minutes to walk from one end of
0: my campus to the other you think that's crazy look at this next one on there going from cheyenne wyoming to houston texas through denver colorado through denver colorado looks like it's about through dallas an hour and a half that's like a day drive isn't it pretty much yeah
1: or like a two to three hour flight they want to do it in an hour let's say it's 90 100 minutes yeah an hour and 45 minutes
0: i'm now i'm putting that into uh google putting that into google maps of course you are Sixteen hours and thirty-eight minutes, four hours twenty minutes flight.
1: Uh, one that would go straight across Missouri, I guess, to connect St. Louis to Kansas City. Because
0: nobody wants like, to stop in the outside just, of Col- Columbia. Nobody wants to stop hub. in. Yeah, nobody oh, wants I, to stop in Missouri.
1: So, so when you think about distance, right? Yeah, what what is this doing? It's pulling those two cities closer. Right. If you can go from Kansas City to St. Louis in 15 minutes, I guess it would be in half an hour. OK, it's still in half an hour. Like that's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a four hour drive. I know. So like because I drove it, I have a I have a business in
1: St. Louis and I have for a, a, a partnership with a business in Kansas City. We could meet for a meeting like we could actually meet in person.
0: The problem I see with all of these is how well is Kansas City's and slash or St. Louis's public transportation system? Right, because you're not taking your car with you. No, you are getting in uh, basically a very high-speed bus. And so once it's there, what do you do? You have to take some sort of transportation or, hey, some sort of Tesla auto-driving Uber lift thing. Yep.
1: Now, that said... For this Missouri one, go look at who submitted that.
0: Missouri's Department of Transportation. So I think they've got that covered. Yeah. I, I think they, they have the
1: idea of, like, maybe we should have public transit at all the stops. Oh, is that technically a stop in Kansas as well? Yes. Because there's the Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas.
0: Yes. Oh, Florida, Orlando to Miami. This one's actually pretty smart. You could see... Disney. Disney. Disney doing it and Miami would also love it, too, because, you know, families will go to Orlando for yep. Disney. But a could having, stay have, in Miami. Yeah, Having recently, you know, spent a couple of days in Orlando, there's that. Yes, there's, you know, there's some shopping in Orlando outside of the parks. There's a couple of, you know, there's, you know, tourist attractions in Orlando outside of the parks. But beyond that, it's just like, OK, having, you know, or having Miami literally a half hour away. Mm hmm. I mean, for goodness sakes, our bus ride back from the park on one of our nights was longer than a half hour. Yep. Reno to Vegas, same thing. It's one of those things where it's, yeah, no, both of those, that would make sense for both of those to. uh,
1: Yeah, but that's a 45 minute loop. Like that, that takes a bit of time. True. L.A. to San Diego, though, just for, for um, cargo, not even for people. Because San Diego is a major port.
0: Yes, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, yep, the 121-mile system would transport cargo and passengers and make no stops in between.
1: So offload in San Diego from the port, load it up into the Hyperloop and ship it up to L.A., where you have LAX and you have, like, huge airports.
0: Yeah, that that, could—well, the port of L.A. is still pretty massive, but you could definitely offload a bunch of stuff into San Diego as well. Yeah, I don't—I
1: think it's massive, but I don't think it's nearly as big as San Diego as far as receiving—
0: no, San Diego is probably more of an industrial receiving port. Reno to Vegas. I
1: don't know how I feel. I think that one's just kind of garbage. Any of the ones where it's staying inside a state, I feel like is almost just not worth it. Although Texas, right? Texas is huge. Yeah. But this one, I like this one. Which one? The the Midwest one. I think it's going in the wrong direction, but I like this one. Chicago to Columbus to
0: Pittsburgh. I feel like this one would also 45 be about... Minutes. This would be about cargo. I feel like this would be the main one for this one. Because of the ports in Chicago? Yeah. Are people still delivering a lot to the ports in Chicago? A lot of it is the raw materials for mining operations. Oh. This would have been
1: fantastic 120 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when... When Pittsburgh was actually a, like, manufacturing and refining town.
0: There's still some manufacturing in Pittsburgh. Not as much. Not as much. This is... You're not going to revitalize the Rust Belt. No, no, you're not. You could look at the one out in Portland and in Seattle and say, okay, this one's going to be full of uh, hipsters.
1: Yep. Seattle to Olympia to Portland to Eugene.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's just a screaming hipsters the entire way. Well, but it's supposed to be doing just cargo. No, no, it's So a, this is this
1: is another port one. Ah, right. Proposes first carrying cargo before including passengers. This is another port. This is things would come into Seattle and just get shipped down to Eugene and Portland. Although Portland is technically also a port, right? Like that's why it's called Portland.
0: Yeah, that you river can come goes the all river. the way to the Pacific. Yes. And then a really, really, really tiny one. The Rocky Mountain Hyperloop. Which is then followed by the Team Colorado Hyperloop. It's like, okay, guys, really? We
1: get it. You want to be able to go from Cheyenne to Pueblo, stopping in
0: Denver. Got it. Like, that's, that's three of them now that have dealt with Cheyenne I think, and Denver. and I Pueblo. Think you're,
1: you're, you're thinking too small, guys. Like, if you're going to do this, go big or go home. Like Team Hyperloop Texas connecting all the major cities of Texas.
0: Yeah, you you got it. You got to. You got to really. There's no Dallas to Houston direct path. Oh
1: darn, Andy! You'll
0: have to take 40
1: minutes to go from Dallas to San Antonio to Houston. Go ahead, plug that into Google Maps. <laughs> Dallas to Houston.
0: All right, hold on. I'd like to remind you how big Texas is. Oh, believe me, I know how. B- I've driven through Texas. <laughs> I, I was. E- it was even through the small part of Texas, but even then. Go ahead. Go look that up. Dallas, Dallas to Houston. Houston. Three hours, three and a half hours. Or a
1: 45, 50-minute Hyperloop. But again, you do run into this problem of you're not going to be able to take your car. No. It's not like they're going to attach it to the rear of the Hyperloop.
0: No, that's, it's not going to – your car this, – this, that's the problem. People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, public infrastructure. And they're like, okay, once I get into town, then – What do what? I do?
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's like the train, right? You get into the town. What do you do? You have a friend pick you up or you invest in a zip car station really close to the Hyperloop. Wonder, That's probably man. If I were a zip car, I'd be looking at this like hardcore
0: because, yeah, people are just going to need it to go around in town. And then how do they get back? They go back to the, the Hyperloop station.
1: Right. And if I don't need to worry about parking because my zip car just goes there, that that sounds like the solution.
0: All right. Now I'm just curious. I'm going to check this. In Kalamazoo, how do I go from the Kalamazoo train station to our house with using public transportation?
1: I have the the sneaking suspicion that Hyperloop is like never going to reach up into Michigan.
0: Probably not.
1: Like there's just, what are they going to do? Let it off in
0: Detroit? It would have to be some sort of international thing trying to connect Detroit to Toronto. Yeah. Oh, good. I have to walk 20 minutes. I have the the nearest bus stop to our house is a mile away. Uh, I, yes. Yeah. Or you have someone come pick you up. Yep. That's would probably be the better one is have someone. Or you come. call a cab. Yes. So other Elon Musk slash news. Uh, Tesla has announced that they are going to announce.
1: <laughs> We're going to announce in the near future something. Why yes. aren't
0: you announcing it now? They're, they're going. They announced uh, this e- builds hype. Damn yeah. it. Elon Musk, the perfect human hype machine.
1: Yeah. I mean, he got me with the, the solar panels
0: for the house. I'm hyped about that. Uh, they are going to unveil an electric semi-truck in September. Cool. An electric semi-truck. Yes. Which, you know, oh, the, the article I linked sh- was the one that was like, is anybody actually going to use this? Because, you know, major, you know, the the big, huge companies probably aren't going to. Yep deal with it 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 would seem like this would be perfect for companies like ups and fedex yeah where they have massive trucking fleets and they're all you know local well a majority of them are local they still have you know the freight trucks that go across country that would not be the that that you're not going to tack into that one until you actually fix your you know range and anxiety problem
1: well but if they're about to announce a giant like Semi-truck, don't you think they're going to have the range problem taken care of for that?
0: I bet you anything that the max range of this electric semi-truck is going to be 300 miles. Anything. Not anything. 300 miles, huh? That's what I'm... Well, what's the current max range for a Tesla? 400. 400? Really? Yeah. Model S... Oh, uh... 265, 315 mile range right now. Okay, I'm going to say 350 is the maximum that this electric semi truck is going to go.
1: What's the maximum range of a normal semi?
0: Normal semi. It just said in the article because they quoted somebody. No, not semi automatic. Uh, Holtz Freightliner typically needs 300 gallons of diesel fuel to travel 1,400 miles before refueling. All
1: right. I will take your bet,
0: sir. So 350 and under for me, you're going to say over 350?
1: Over 350. I'm calling a range of over 350. Standard bet? Yep. Dinner. All All right. You've heard it here first. Standard bet. If Tesla unveils a truck, and this is at release... This is the, like, here's our plan for the truck. It will have this range. I'm calling over
0: 350 miles. And I'm saying less than 350.
1: All right. So an electric truck. Yep. So you think they're just going to use it for, like, local deliveries? Like, UPS would take this and pick it up?
0: UPS, post office, FedEx, you know, lots of the around-town delivery trucks sort of thing. Yeah,
1: but, like, they're talking about it as a semi I mean it will it won't be a full semi, it'll be the semi tractor, right? It'll be the front of the semi. Yes. But like you you can't just modify that to be a, a UPS truck. Most streets, most towns aren't equipped for that size of vehicle.
0: Which I'm thinking is, you know, they say, yeah, oh it's a semi truck, but I have a feeling it's they're gonna it's gonna be more like a box truck.
1: Alright. Well if it, if it is like a box truck, then you're probably correct on your three hundred and fifty miles. I'm guessing they're actually talking about a semi, and that we're going to be looking at far, far, far more.
0: Well, we'll find out in September. Yep. Gotta wait so far. Yep. So Dave, did you buy one of those NES classics or no? No, never got around to it. Well, you're not going to get around to it because Nintendo is discontinuing the NES classic. I could go out and try and find one right now. Most likely, yes, but there will be no more new ones. No new ones. Yep. That's they, sad. They uh, actually, they had increased the amount that they had originally produced, but they had said that the NES Classic Edition wasn't intended to be an ongoing long-term product.
1: No, of course not. It was a one-shot deal. I'm I'm waiting for the idea that in like another uh, five to ten years, you'll see the SNES Classic.
0: I, I don't doubt that at all. Like, with with this much draw
1: to the NES Classic, why wouldn't they, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, it, it would make sense, and then, you know, then come out with the N64 Classic.
1: Well, let's not go too far.
0: Because <laughs> N64 games are the hardest games, I think, to, um... Emulate. Emulate. Because you don't have a
1: controller for it.
0: Yes, no, that one you specifically need an N64 controller. The N64
1: controller was so different. Although they just, just, just released, not Nintendo, uh, a a valid Dolphin emulator for Android. Okay, then. So you can now emulate N64 games on Android phones.
0: I still haven't even touched my Pokemon game on my phone in forever. Pokemon Go? No, regular Pokemon. Regular Pokemon? Yeah, I was playing, what, Pokemon Red? Oh. Many, 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 many moons ago. Many moons ago. Yep. Okay. But speaking of apps, though. Yeah. Uh, iOS has got a problem. Yeah. Because uh, some of the iOS updates are making it so the applications will not work with future versions of iOS. Really? Yes, because uh, the apps are built in 32-bit, and Apple's iOS is running in 64-bit. So there was, and Apple you know, wants
1: to kill the 32-bit. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So all those old apps that people aren't supporting anymore, but worked just out of sheer momentum, aren't going to work.
0: Yes, developers have around five months to update their older games, or they will become obsolete. As soon as somebody upgrades to iOS 11, which, you know, I'm guessing, you know, some of the developers are going to be like, well, screw this. I'm not going to go back and what? Apple, it just works. Until it doesn't.
1: (laughs) Oh, fuck. Steve Jobs would be so pissed.
0: God, completely killing all support for 32-bit apps.
1: Yeah, it just works, except when it doesn't and then there's no way to fix it.
0: Because you think about it, like, how many apps probably were not made because there's a perfectly fine app that's already out there? But the problem is the perfectly fine app that's already out there most likely is done in 32 bits and will not be there next time.
1: Well, it just gives people an opportunity. That opens up the market. What you need to do right now is find a 32-bit app that's, like, really useful, but the developer hasn't touched it, and then copy it, remake it. Make it as a 64-bit.
0: There you go. Because,
1: you know, it's a simple process, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's
0: really simple. Yeah. Totally easy. Super easy. I just got to add, you know, just a couple more strings and to say, hey, you know, should just go just uh, integer times two. There you go. Yep. That's it.
1: Yep. Find and replace 32 with 64. Yep. Wait, except you don't have access to the original code.
0: Damn. Foiled again. Yeah, foiled again. Uh, music. Oh, music, music right shorter. now. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can I can completely agree with that one, because I've been uh, working at a radio station. <clears throat> yeah. So I can see, you know, how many songs we're playing an hour now, and yep. the number keeps going up. Yeah. Now,
1: this is interesting, because I've heard this from two sides now, because this article that you posted talks about how attention spans are getting shorter, right? Yes. Because of streaming, because of YouTube, because of all this, that attention spans are getting shorter, and so things are getting shorter. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think there's a second cause, a a much more subtle cause. Okay. Artists get paid per listen. That is also true. If you put out an album, and it's five songs that are five minutes long each. I put out an album that is 10 songs that are two minutes and 30 seconds each. And we both get a thousand people to listen to the album. Which one of us made more money? You did. I made a shit ton more money, sir. Yes, yes you did. YouTube, videos, you make this grandiose, amazing, absolutely top notch, half an hour video. I make a series of five six-minute videos. Which one of us got more money?
0: You did. Yeah, it's one of those Our things attention where attention span's was... getting shorter?
1: Possibly. Does the market favor shorter things? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, because if somebody's going to watch, you know, six videos in a row, rather than just one big video, there are six more places than you, that you know.
1: And ads at the beginning are less, in- less intrusive than ads in the middle. Because, yes, you certainly could put ads throughout your video. But people will get upset at that, and it would be more likely to stop watching your video. Yes, ads at the beginning. Well, it's just an ad at the beginning. Like whatever.
0: Yeah, it's 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 come to be Expect- accepted. Now I'm just staring at you know random YouTube videos. Come Side notes: back.
1: Star Wars trailer. Star Wars trailer dropped yesterday. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I was training a virtual class yesterday, mm-hmm. and the Star Wars trailer dropped over the the lunch break. And so later on in, in the day, when I was talking to the class, talking at the class because it's virtual, so it was more one directional, uh, we, we were doing a name the movie guessing game for one of our after break activities. And one of the movies was uh, Star Wars because it's like father tries to get son into the family business. Ah. Twins father tries to recruit son into family business. Name the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, I appreciate that. Uh and so I'm like, ah, oh, it's Star Wars, ah, ha ha. Congratulations to those who got it. By the way, just so you're aware, the uh the episode eight trailer came out today. Uh be, you know, you should probably go watch that after class. And like four people all responded through the chat directly to me with after class in quotes.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs>
1: and so as we we you know did another quick round of name the movie and then like, alright, so Open up the companion to this page and close down YouTube and pause that Star Wars trailer because I know some of you are watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> virtual classes are interesting.
1: It's very, very different dynamic.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. That's what I always see those things about, you know, education and, you know, oh, you know, virtual classes with the, you know, public schools, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just like yes, but you know, I would love for my future children to have human interaction with other kids.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yes. And, and you as a, an expectant parent may have a slightly different take on this than I, who I'm not even sure I'm going to have kids. Um, but it, that doesn't have to be school.
0: No, no, it doesn't have to be school, but right. School,
1: if school works for it, absolutely. That's, that's part of going to school now. But if, we were to split that into two different pieces that, like, here's education and here's social interaction. Those don't have to happen at the same place at the same time.
0: No, but it's nice to do that on a well, day-in and day-out basis.
1: Yeah, and so half the day is spent learning, and then the other half the day is spent, like, interacting.
0: Okay, but yes, no, if the if you're only... Uh it trying to learn as well as a team is something that you have to To work together through, yes. through a team. How many team building exercises do you guys do all the time? Well, I don't know about you guys, but
1: <laughs> I Andy, I teach adults. So yeah. Slightly different slightly slightly different um curriculum.
0: But, you know, working together as a team, I feel like, you know, needs to also Lear- learning together as a team as well. It's one of those things It's like, okay, hey, your group is given a problem. How do you, you know...
1: How do you solve it? You let the yeah. person who knows what they're doing take control because that's how you get the best grade. Yeah. That's not learning to work as a team. That's learning how to defer to someone who knows what they're doing. You got to be careful. It goes both ways.
0: All right. Can me tangentially go to a topic off of this? Uh, I won't
1: stop you. Okay. If you can find some way to go tangentially to a topic...
0: Children cool. as young as 13 attending smartphone rehab as concerns grow over screen time. Speaking of online education. Interesting. Yes. So I was
1: thinking about this this issue actually of a little bit ago. This idea of like addiction to digital things. How many books does Kate read in a year? A lot. Would Would one perhaps say that she was addicted to reading?
0: Ooh. Are you going along the lines of saying that because she's reading them on her Kindle? That's a no, bad thing?
1: No, I'm, I'm going along the lines of saying it's not a bad thing at all, but neither is this concept of digital addiction. That this isn't actually something new. That we've experienced this with, like, every other form of media, and it hasn't been considered a problem until now.
0: Which is funny because the um, founder of the Center in Seattle actually says, it's important for families to talk about tech and how much is good, how much is okay, and when does it start to interfere with family relationships, with responsibilities, with sleep, and many other things.
1: I, I remember, distinctly remember as a kid, uh, staying up late. I mean like 1.32 in the morning when I was back in, in middle school and high school. And, you know, we, we had to wake up at like 6.45 to get to school. So that's not a whole lot of sleep there. That definitely had a negative impact on me in school. Uh, but that was not to stay up and play video games. That was staying up to read. I think this has been a problem with every form of entertainment throughout history. And it's just now becoming an issue because it's easy to see. And to clarify, Kate, I in, in no way mean that like, you should stop reading or that an addiction to reading is a bad thing. I'm gonna put that one out there because I know Kate listens to these. <sighs> but he never puts down his phone. Yeah, well, I used to never put down a book either. That was my retreat.
0: Can we at least okay? Can we at least agree on the fact that there can be too much of anything? Yes, because like he said, you know, at the very end of her quote was the saying: "Like, when does it start to affect sleep? When does it start to affect relationships? When does it uh, start to affect?" your place in society yes i I can i can get behind that i'm not denying that it's
1: a a problem what i'm denying is that it's a new problem and that it should be focused exclusively on electronic entertainment
0: because yeah no it was the same thing back in you know the 80s with television and cable right i don't know we're starting to get into childhood psychology and there's a lot of stuff out there most of it's wrong not, not necessarily wrong. Most of it's incomplete. I'll say that. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out how life works with new surprises yeah. every day.
1: You, you didn't get the, the manual? No. I thought that was supposed to come when you announced. Oh, but right, you guys are, are trying to keep it hidden.
0: <laughs> no, we have not gotten the owner's manual for that thing. Oh, okay.
1: I think the hospital gives that to you.
0: Ah, that and I think diapers as well and some formula. <laughs> They give you diapers and formula? I think so. I think so. Have you guys set a a baby shower date yet? Are you having one? Yes, at some point. Okay. That's not my thing. I think uh, I'm supposed to go over there and go golfing that day. Interesting. Yeah. So Over there being like in Ann Arbor? Yes, I do believe so. Okay. Very cool. So is there anything else you want to hit before we start wrapping this up? Um, there's a few other topics, but nothing major. I think we're good.
1: Oh, no, nope, nope. One more. One more. Burger King's commercial.
0: Oh, my gosh. Burger King's commercial. So for those who don't know, Burger King had a commercial on their TV that the guy would go. And we talked about this. The same thing with, like, you know, Amazon Alexa. I have to wait for it to stop. Right,
1: there's you hit it, didn't you? There was a a news report uh, where someone had talked about how a child had ordered uh, something on Alexa. It was like, Alexa, please order a dollhouse. And then everyone's Alexa's ordered a dollhouse because they had said it on air. Andy and I looked at that and said, like, well, that's a terrible idea. Burger King looked at that and said, that's a brilliant idea. How can we do this without pissing people off? And so they came out with a commercial where the guy says,
0: uh, OK, Google. What is the Whopper Burger? Which then would go and uh, start announcing to you the Wikipedia entry on the Whopper Burger, which as soon as people realized it was the Wikipedia article that it was reading, promptly went and modified the Wikipedia article. Oops. To include things like saying that there's cyanide in there, um, I think it's 100% ground ground child, I think, instead of ground beef. <laughs>
1: Ingredients like toenail clipping and rat.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, people modified that right away. Google uh, did not want to be a pawn in Burger King's big plan, so they promptly actually— well, wait, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Google did not want to be a pawn in Burger King's plan where Burger King wasn't paying Google. Yes. Let's be clear.
0: Yes, no. Beauty um, guess and the it...
1: Beast has shown us Google is perfectly willing to go along with things like this as long as people pay them.
0: yes. So Burger King did not pay Google, so Google promptly went and uh, killed the Google Home re- response to the commercial. And so then Burger co- King modified the commercial. Yes, and then Burger King turned right around, modified the commercial, and said, "Ha ha, we're back again." Yeah. God, I can't believe they did this. That is the
1: ah. Uh, At least it wasn't okay. Google, order me a Whopper.
0: Yes, that would be dumb. This whole this whole th- or. Okay, Google, set a calendar to go to Burger King. No surprise. The fast food chain did not consult Google before making the commercial. Of course not. Why would you? Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up then. All right. It's your review. Random review. I am reviewing Airscape, the fall of gravity.
1: Airscape, the fall of gravity. Five stars on Steam.
0: Yes. Rating nine out of ten. Yes. Um, which is funny People though, because the developer it. said that it flopped, yeah, despite the positive reaction, it was a total commercial failure. Oh, yeah, this looks very much like and yet it moves uh, I have not played and yet it moves. What does that look like? It was one of our Pax ten episodes. Ah oh, yep, yep, that looks kind of like it, yeah, where the your character in this game does not really move from the center of the screen. Just the the world world rotates rotates around around it, yeah. So in my mind, when I first
1: exactly, and yet it moves.
0: In my mind, when I first thought of this, I thought of the uh, Dragon Ball episode where he's on that extremely small world getting trained planet. Yeah, it's one of those things, and it was also like um, it's another game I actually played, which I think I might be reviewing later. Uh, Let me look at my library. What is that called? Like I think it's like the Bridge or something like that. Yes, yeah, so the bridge. Same exact idea, where your guy stays basically set and the world rotates around him. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just say, I started playing this game when I was kind of sick and on um, cold meds. And let me tell you, my motion sickness kicked in pretty dang quickly. So I actually had to stop playing it because it was starting to give me a headache. Because, you know, as this is like a high-speed platformer. You know, it's like... Having the world literally like spinning in front of you did not help. So I have a feeling if there are people who are easily motion sick, this is not going to be the game for you. But it does have a really cute little octopus. Yes, the octopus is cute. The game's difficult. Let me tell you that one right now. The game is pretty, it's another one of those I almost want, you know, if I had a controller, this would be a controller throwing game. It's just because it's like I understand what I need to do. It's just that precision of doing it while literally the world is spinning around you is just, oh. All right. How much? $5 right now, I do believe. Let me double check that on the store page. Worth $5 of content? Uh, It's 60 levels. Of I've only gotten through the first, uh, I think two dozen or so, so I'm barely halfway through and they're just getting just hard. Oh God, even just watching the the preview video on the store page right now is oh, I need to pause that. It's making me sick? Yeah. Um, so it's a neat idea. It's a cute little, you know the the art the art style of it is cute. The music's not bad, you know, good. Yeah, but yeah, the it's it's hard. Um and yeah no if you're motion sick don't play it but you know if you like this if you like the it's a it's an interesting platformer is what it is it's definitely an interesting platformer but granted you know like I said you've already seen a game that does it similarly I've already seen a game that does it similarly so it's you know it's interesting yeah. so yeah no uh I'd say put it in you know put it in your wish list if it goes on sale I'd say pick it up at five bucks not so much. Not, not not for me, for five. So. Okay. Airscape, the fall of gravity. All right, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Mm-hmm. What is the perfect gift Mr. T can give you on your birthday? Uh, Mr. T on my birthday. Yes, Mr. T. What can Mr. T give you on your birthday? What could Mr. T give me on my birthday? Mr. T that, was on Dancing with the Stars? That would be a perfect gift. The problem is I don't even know what
1: a perfect gift for me on my birthday would be from anyone, let alone from Mr. T. I think the perfect gift for me... oh that's, how, It would be fun for Mr. T to show up in the A-Team van and pick me up and drive me to Kalamazoo and pick up Andy and take us to her bellies. I think well, that would actually be... If like, I remember
0: correctly, I think Mr. T is from Chicago.
1: Like, that might actually be the, the the closest to perfect gift that I could get from Mr. T. Because when I think of Mr. T, I think of A-Team. And when I think of A-Team, I of course think of Andy and Andy's van.
0: <laughs> you know, them, them...
1: And also the reaction of Andy of just seeing Mr. T in the A-Team van pulling up, I think would also be priceless.
0: I, I I just think of just him showing up would be pretty cool, you know. Mr. T showing up and just you know, yeah, we go out, we go out for dinner somewhere, just you know, chat with him about you know. I'd be very curious to see what it was like with him, you know, growing up in Chicago on the south side of Chicago.
1: But would you want him like in character or out of character?
0: Well, I I, mean, I don't do you, I want, do you want I want Mr. T, T? not B.A. a right. But Mr. T himself is also a character. Yes. In the same yes, way that Mr.
1: Stephen Colbert was a character. So do you want him as Mr T or as whatever his actual name is?
0: Lawrence. Is it Lawrence? Yes, his name is actually Lawrence. Okay. So I I no, I just I would just have him show up and just hang. Alright. I think that would be perfectly fine. Yeah, no, if he showed up in the the Chevy, or no, it was was a GMC van, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also would be nice, but just having him show up I think would be great. Okay. Well, there we go, folks. That's it. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.